The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Are various sporting organisations doing when it comes to getting to 40% female representation on their boards by year end? Because the Football Association of Ireland, it's always the FAI, isn't it, seems to be having a problem in meeting government requirements. We have two guests with us. We're going to start with Kieran Cunningham, Chief Sports Writer of the Irish Daily Star. What's going on now at the FAI, Kieran? Well, what's going on in the FAI is that. Um a voteless night at an EGM has put them in serious danger of losing half of their funding, which, you know, is roughly five million a year, probably around 5.3 million a year from the government. Because this warning has been there from the government a long time that by the end of this year, uh, all the national governing bodies, the NGBs in, in Irish sport, have to... Uh, uh, comply with the gender balance and have 40% of members of board are to be female. So it's not like there's been no advance warning. The FAI have been given a lot of warning on this. And this is an organisation that after the John Delaney era had to get a... They don't like it being called a bailout, but it was a bailout. It's married in debt now, 44 million, because of the having to go to the government cap in hand. It doesn't have a sponsor for the national team. For the uh, men's national team. Men's national team, yeah, just clarifying. It's, it, it doesn't have a... Uh, they haven't appointed a manager for the women's team full-time yet. They will shortly be looking to appoint a men's manager, which could be an expensive business. So this is... is, is This voteless night could potentially be disastrous. I think they will somehow try turn it around because the, the repercussions are too serious. To lose this kind of money would mean a lot of jobs would have to go. But is this a case of the lads not willing to give up their jobs? I know that the chairman, Roy Barrett, has said he's finishing next month specifically to help in bringing more women into the board, one to be a replacement for him on the board. But is it throughout the organisation that others don't want to give up their positions? Yeah, see, the problem is, uh, even though this is framed and at the core of it, you know, was the gender uh, balance vote, something else came into play and it's something that's caused ructions within the FAI, within Irish football, not within the FAI, because Irish football is a different kind of beast in that you've got all these different groupings. You have the League of Ireland, who were all broadly, who were all really in favour, the League of Ireland clubs in favour of the change last night. You have the amateur clubs, who to a large extent were against it. You have the schoolboy clubs, which are a very strong body. And at the core of it here as well, uh, and this kind of got plated with the gender issue, is that the FAI um, want to have, and and coming from the government as well, want to have half the board made up of people from football and half were independent. And you can see the desire for the government from independence because of what happened in the Delaney era, that they don't trust... Uh, football to administer football, you know, completely, that independence is needed. But there's a serious opposition to that within the game here, particularly from the amateur clubs, not from the League of Ireland as such. And the amateur clubs historically have have done a lot of good work, but they haven't been progressive. I don't think anybody would say that. They, 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 look, they have had a lot of power, and it's a power that's kind of held a lot of the game back. And this should be a huge weekend, Matt. The FAI Cup final is going to sell out the Raven Sunday. There's only 4,000 tickets left. So 48,000 will be there, which is not that long since 15,000 was looked at as, uh, as a great cu- crowd for an FAI Cup final. In the last five years, 
League of Ireland attendance have gone up by 126%. You know, starting from a low base, admittedly. But there's a lot of progress on that professional side of the game. But the amateur side of the game now are still very stuck in the way things were and the th- they want things to stay they were. Oh, okay. That will affect the gender balance vote. Now, we will actually have a preview of the FAI Cup final with David Snade later during the last word in sport. But before I bring in our other guest, Kieran, how have other sports done with reaching this 40%? I mean, rugby in Ireland, very traditionally a male domain, the GA as well. How have these sports done when it comes to the top level national governing bodies for bringing in the women, particularly as most people tend to work their way up through the system? Uh, There's been a bit of pain, admittedly, with some of the governing bodies, but they've recognised they have to get it done because a lot of money is at stake. The uh, sporting bodies here are hugely dependent on government funding. So if if half of that is pulled, they're in big trouble. It means job losses. It means coaching programmes go. It means... uh, you know, it has a huge implications for for their sports at all levels. So, so to the for the most part, they've managed to get these, this over the line. Okay, I want to bring in Clean O'Connor, who's an athlete development coach, former Dublin player. Clean, how important is it across sports for the development of players and for the fair sharing of facilities for the players, for boys and girls, men and women, that we have more women involved? in the decision-making at the top of organisations? Hi, Matt. Um, well, I think, it's, I think it's really, really important, and I think it's kind of a no-brainer, to be honest. Um, I think it's, it's really hard to argue that, let's say, women have been treated equally historically in Irish sport. So I, I, I think there's not many people who would disagree with you on that one. Um, and that, that just mirrors society in general. So, like, what what are you going to do? Is it difficult? Kieran mentioned about some some bodies. Go, it is painful because you're asking people to change. You're asking people not to do what they've always done to see the world differently. But we 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 have to force change on this one because otherwise you're just going to sit and wait for it to happen organically. And it's too important. There's money being put into participation programs, grassroots programs, club development facilities. So if if decision makers aren't making sure that those resources and money aren't um, aren't equally accessible by boys and girls, males and females, then it's it's not it's not progressive and it's not the way that Irish society wants to go, never mind Irish sport. Some it's, sports I are better than others are clean, aren't they? I'm, I'm thinking, for example, of a sport that I'd know a bit about from my own children being involved, swimming, where they would have a very strong female representation for years at the senior level on the board and the sport is exceptionally uh, gender blind when it comes to making of facilities available. But other sports would seem perhaps because of having been developed almost as main only to have an incredible bias. And there is, there is natural bias because, it, you know, for in the GAA context and obviously the integration process is, is in, uh, in momentum or gaining momentum. There are clubs who are operating in a one club model, which is everybody working together. There are other clubs where the, the ladies teams and the ladies pitches don't or ladies uh, teams don't have access to any facilities and have to ask for permission because the men's club, the GA club, own the ground. So that that's and that's been in place for however 100, 150 years. So so th- th- that that is in existence, and we have to change it. And unless we change the decision making, that won't that won't change. Because as you said, swimming is a great example, but we've inherited 
the, the other sports have an, an inherited a context, but we just have to work to change it. Does it also suggest, Cleena, that as well as doing things at the, the very top level, that there should be quotas all the way down through the pyramid or the hierarchy of the structure to ensure that at club level and at regional level that there always would be women involved rather than just thinking that by putting women into place at the top national governing board level that things will get sorted out? Well, the ideal scenario is is it's happening at every level, and I think if if you go around, if we're speaking at, from a GAA perspective, like if you go around to clubs on the ground, it it is happening. It is happening, and and who's pushing it? Parents and families are pushing it because it's the same families with with the same kids going to the same club. So what? Why? Why are things different from one child versus the other? That there's a huge groundswell of here this actually doesn't make rational sense and more more females are getting involved in all sorts of roles at coaching roles uh, club level committees everything from the ground up it's it's it, I, I would say it's happening faster at a grassroots level Indeed, Karen Cunningham, and there are suggestions as well, I don't know if you've come across this, that there has been something of a changing of the guard at grassroots level in lots of sports after COVID, that the break that maybe happened in COVID persuaded some people who'd been around a long time to retire, and those coming through are perhaps uh, this more equitably based between men and women, or is that your experience? Yeah, well, it definitely is. Like, even if you look, even look at some of the photographs of GA Congress, uh, like, say, from this year and last year, compared to 10, 20 years ago, when it was all uh, gray, bald bald men or gray-haired men, largely, 95%. There, there's, a, there's a younger brigade there, and there's a, definitely a lot more women there. And I remember, like, the first times I ever went to any kind of AGM of any club, and the only mention of woman at the end would be, well, thank the ladies for making the tea and sandwiches. Now, that was a culture in Ireland for a long time that the women were sidelined uh, effectively in sport, that they were there to effectively feed the men at the end of the night, and that was it. But thankfully, that has changed. But this is a huge test for the, you know, what we would still look on as a new FAI leadership, because it's only a few months ago that they went with a very well thought out proposal and plan and cost it which would cost a stagger in 893 million, but would transform Irish football here in terms of facilities, in terms of the, you know, positivity by the future, coaching structures, etc. So to have this kind of setback now, like, it's not just about this issue. This risks government goodwill. It risks public goodwill. And when people hear it on the radio and read the reports in the papers and online and heard the reports on TV, they just think it's the same old FEI. Nothing has changed. And that's a problem for the FEI. Thank you very much, Kieran Cunningham, Chief Sports Writer for the Irish Daily Star, and Cleena O'Connor, Athlete Development Coach and former Dublin Gaelic footballer. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.